<laughs> Hello. No, that was me doing the radio sounds. I am. Um, I'm not going to have any edits today. Mainly because I think this episode is going to be a little different. Just like last episode, I I waited and I thought about it. And that topic I really had in mind, the one I, I already have recorded. It's already recorded. I'm just... I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it shouldn't be released yet. And I have no idea why. It's just, to me, it, it doesn't feel proper. So instead, and don't think it's anything crazy. Don't think it's like, oh my gosh, she's really saving us a treat. No, I'm not. It, it, it's just, you know, pretty much one of your average topics. Um, But I just, you know, I, I, it just doesn't feel like good timing. So hopefully next week it is. Uh, and you'll know if it is in the description of of that of that episode that that it's that it's good. So instead, I, you know, I sat here and I rattled my brain, and I just thought, I don't know, I can't do it, so I need to think of a topic. And sure enough, you know, I sat there for a while and I thought, and I guess in my past episodes, I've I I always gave hints about. Me, the things that I talk about, and all that jazz. And so maybe it's more appropriate if this time, just for the sake of the episode, I talk about me. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll call this video Tuesday, or a conversation about Tuesday. Uncut. <laughs> and I say uncut because I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to edit this. No sound effects. No, no cuts, no, no nothing. Um, and that's, you know, that's usually the thing about my, about my show is from time to time, I actually do make cuts. I know some people go, yeah, I can tell. Honestly, the show itself is thoroughly uncut. What I edit out and what, uh, I actually have like a few people in my life who actually help me edit. Um... They, we usually just agree that we cut out long silences. So that pause and my um, pause that just happened, we would probably cut that out. But we're not going to. Nope, you're, you're going to get me organic and raw. So, I just, I don't know. I thought, why don't you experience me? Well, <laughs> relatively, you know, as as close as you can to experience me, as much as I will allow. Cuz I think for as long as my as my podcast career goes, I'm pretty much going to be very private. Um not because, you know, oh, he's being mysterious. No, no, not really. I mean, I I joke about that, but at the end of the day, no, I just I don't see the point in talking about myself, you know. And I'm not saying that to beat myself down. No, I just I just genuinely don't. So, but I digress. Um, you know, I, I'm just going to... I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, she's actually a very important person in, in, in my life. Probably my best friend. And she told me, she's, uh, she's like, you know, I, I, wish, I wish that they could experience you the way that I experience you. Like 100% true to yourself. Which for the most part, like if I had to choose like a percentage... If I really had to like pick one out of the blue, that's as close to accurate as I can get. I'd probably say like ninety percent of the show is me, like me. 
the last 10% isn't. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. But that, but that 10%, that entity that is Tuesday, that person that is, you know, that's me, but it's not me. That last 10% that I don't give, that I swap out for this persona. And I say persona lightly. I don't change at all. But I do hold back in certain things. Um, certain ways that I say things are like my clutch words. You know, I kind of eliminate that. And she told me, she's like, I I wish that you could be 100% yourself. I just know you can't because of how people are on the internet. And I agree. And I totally see, you know, what what she's saying and all things like that. So... This is the closest I guess I'm going to try to be <laughs> myself, which is funny because it is me, but I'm going to try to give it that slight umph that she's talking about. But for the most part, I mean, it's going to be the same old me, the same old Tuesday. And it's funny how that name stuck. So I, um, this is a conversation about me. But before I begin, before I, I, I delve into who I am as a person, um, or like, I guess why I started down this path of paranormal. I have incredible news. Uh, something that I, that I have wouldn't even thought would happen this soon. For maybe about six weeks, I've been pitching my email. Which is stories at midnight at yahoo.com. And lo and behold, I've gotten fan mail, <laughs> which is which is interesting because I actually have, like I said, I've actually grown quite a bit. I've I I really have grown really fast, probably to a number that most people would think is. Uh, almost incredibly fast. But needless to say, I have indeed grown to the point where I have reached corners of this rock that we live on that I myself can't even fathom. Needless to say, out of I thought I would get it sooner, but at the same time, I thought, no. If I, if I don't get it this soon, then it's going to be way longer down the road. Sure enough, I have received fan mail. And they're probably listening to this right now. If you are, thank you so much. And I will talk about you more at the end of me reading your email. I won't say uh, the name that they left, just in case if they prefer their privacy. But I will leave. I will say the nickname that they that that they left for me. And they write me, and I quote: "Hi, Tuesday." I found your podcast about a week ago, and I have listened to every episode from the intro to the last one. I love what you're doing, and I found you by searching Woods on my podcast app, mainly because I'm super into aliens, skinwalkers, and the missing 411. I am so glad that I found you. I listen to tons of spooky podcasts, and you've quickly become one of my favorites. And you have definitely been the only podcast I've listened to this week. 
I love your voice and learning more about your life as well. With much love from Melbourne, Australia. Zed. Zed, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. I um, I won't lie. At the time of this recording, I, I probably received this email probably about two weeks ago. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it says it on the date. Where is it? Yep, maybe about a maybe about a week. A week. Oh yeah, no, a week ago. Exactly a week ago. To the day. And I thought, you know, man, I was I was having a a a, a rough day. It wasn't the easiest. We all have rough days, so you know, you you know, I'm not trying to put myself, uh, you know, over you all. No, we all have rough days. It happens. It is what it is. We can't stop it. The most the most that we can do is try not to let it bother us as much as uh, as much as we can. And so, you know, I was having a long day. It was it was really long and brutal. So imagine me. I um I went to grab my uh, my laptop. And I went to look up something um for business purposes. And I accidentally opened up stories at midnight. I I, I opened up that email and I saw that I had a message and I assumed it was the email that I was anticipating for business. And I started reading and I'm like, what? What is this? And then and then it hit me. This way, this sensation of of joy. You know, it it it, it was nice. But and if you must know the detail of that joy, it wasn't something that like I screamed and hollered about or oh my gosh. It was it was better than that. It was a it was this calming joy, you know, kind of kind of like a mm, wow, you know, it was like a warm blanket. And that's and and I I thank you. <laughs> Excuse me for my stumbling, but thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Zed. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. Thank you for complimenting my voice. Um, my mother would give you a high five because, and I could hear her right now. I could hear her. I swear I could hear her right now going, don't you know. She, my entire, um, the moment I hit puberty, she kept telling me, you should start a YouTube. You should start something. You should do this. You should do that. You should use your voice. And I just, you know, I, I was like, no, no. But now here I am. Having my own podcast that is growing insanely fast. But thank you. And it was this email in this little tiny part where I love your voice and learning more about your life as well. For some weird reason, such a tiny sentence, a, a small sentence in that entire email resonated with me. And I'm not going to say, now I have to tell you about my entire life. No, I won't do that. But when I had this small thought, it was just this tiny blip of a, of a thought. Where I thought, you know, 
no one really knows why I got it. I mean, I hinted at it and I, you know, gave like small little bits. But I, but I never really spoke about why I got into it. And, you know, after it just felt good, you know, because I, here I am saying I have this topic lined up ready to be you know uploaded. And it's not. Because it just doesn't feel right. Well, when I had this thought, that felt right for, for this episode. So here's my disclaimer. And I'm sorry that you had to sit through 12 and a half minutes for me to say this. This is not an average episode. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to talk about creepy things, but not in the traditional conversations at midnight standards. It's a little different. Once again, it's me raw. So if this is not what you wanted and this is not what you expected, then you may turn your podcasts off. You can listen to another one. You can do something else. I'm going to be talking about, in a more different cadence, I'm going to be talking about my life and what started my road down to um, the road down the paranormal and the supernatural. So, once again, I will not be offended. I understand if you go, hey, Tuesday, I'm sorry, not for me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to log off this week. By all means, I understand. So, without a further ado, go ahead, grab your candles. This is going to be a candle-lit episode. I have mine and my matches. I know a lot of people, you know, use, use a lighter. Look, look, look. There's something satisfying about a match, lighting a candle. You get the aroma of the burnt matchwood, and you get, you know, there's a there's a majesty to it, and I love it. So, I have a candle in front of me. It is a Sense and Spirits collection, made with soy wax and cotton wick. It's blackberry brandy. Over 60 hours of burning. I picked it up at Walgreens. So if anybody has a Walgreens, look for the candle. It's um, it's blue glass, blackberry brandy. So let's so let's light this up. And you can pause it right now, or you can light it up with me. Um. But let's go light up our candles and prep for the episode. There you go. Okay. Oh, uh, it, it already just hits me in the in, in the nostrils. Beautiful smell. <sighs> okay. Welcome to all my uh, to all my fans. If you're still lighting your candles, thank you for joining. Thank you for sitting through the last 15 minutes. I've been doing that lately. Next episode, I'm probably just going to jump right in. But thank you for, been, for, for doing that. Excuse me. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for sitting there and listening. My truck drivers, I'm going to go through this routine. I love you guys. My road trippers, I love you. My campers, oof, I love you. Zed... 
I love you. <laughs> no, but I love you guys. And I don't mean that in like, you know, in this we are the world love. I just mean it as in like human to human. Love you guys. Thank you for sitting down and listening. I It makes me tender in the heart, which is not a common thing to do to me. I uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Keep that wheel steady. Enjoy the campfire, wherever you may be. Wherever you may be in this world. Hope you have a great morning, great afternoon, good evening, good night. So I want to talk to you about myself. I, um, I'm not going to, you know, once again, I'm not going to share everything. I'm just going to go right into how I started. I started really young. And if you listen to the past episodes, I, you know, I pretty much gave hints at where I started and things like that. Two contributing things that made me start going down this path that is the weird, the spooky, the unnatural, the uncanny. The two things are my mother and a video of Bigfoot. The um, the Parker and Gimlin or I don't know, something like that. The PNG film. <laughs> that. I. Those two really just, I mean, it shook me. It just shook me where I thought, oh my goodness. And... The Bigfoot, the Bigfoot video, um, it just sparked a fire that was already burning. What started the real fire is obviously my mother. My mother, without giving too much information about her, she is uh, Native American. And she's very intuitive with things. And I know some people go, lies, lies. No. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, I love my mom, and I'm not insulting her, but if you knew her, and then when you see her do some of the things that she does, they don't line up. Like, you sit there and you go, I never knew you were like that, because she's not, (laughs) you know? I don't want to say she's not observant. She is, but she's not hyper-focused. And I'm telling you, I have seen her say things that have blown people. Like, I'm, I'm talking floored people to tears. I'll give you an example. Many, many years ago, when I was still a teenager, my mother had uh, had my cousins come over. They were, They stopped by for a little vacation. And, of course, we were in Miami, so why not? One in Rome, right? So my cousins stopped by. They were both girls. And they stopped by and they said hi to my mom and they talked about life and everything. And unfortunately, around that time, my cousins had lost a dear friend of theirs. The friend passed away to a uh, drug overdose. It was uh, it was an issue. He 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 was an addict and unfortunately he went down the rabbit hole of narcotics, probably a little too deep, to the point where his line snapped and he couldn't be saved. Now, one day, 
during the vacation, there one night in particular, they all sat there talking, and they started talking about this friend of theirs. And I, I don't know, they had to be talking within the time span about 30 minutes now. And for some weird reason, my mom just gets this look on her face, and she looks at one of my cousins, and she goes, isn't he supposed to be washing his car soon? And both my cousins, their eyes turned like saucers. Boom. Wide-eyed. Like a deer in the headlights. And they started crying. Tears. I'm talking sobbing. I'm not talking like you stub your toe and you go, oh. No, I'm talking full-blown, snot, ugly cry. And they're crying. And it was like my mom threatened their life. Like, it was, like that was the reaction. And I'm thinking, what did she say? What did she say that was so bad? But no. After they got done sobbing, and the, even my mom was shocked. They go, how did you know that? And she goes, I don't know. That's just what came, like, it just came out. And they go, our friend, he, um, he always would wash his car. The first Monday of the month, or something. It was it was something like that. So they bring out their phones, they look at the calendar, and sure enough, the first Monday of that month was coming up. In like two days. And they freaked out. They 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 didn't know what to do. They were godsmacked, if you will. Now I, I I'm I'm saying this story, because that that person. Who isn't just your average person. I mean, th this is my mother. This is a, a tower of a human being in, in my life. You know, she's a pillar. And I know many people aren't as fortunate, which is a shame. I wish, I wish I could share the experiences of my mother with the rest of the world. Because I think it was the perfect balance for somebody like me. We had a lot of hardships, her and I. But man, we had a lot of good. And I'm not going to say that they equaled each other out. No, no, no. It was more good than bad. It was one of those things where it was, it was great all the time and the bad didn't really come. But when it did, it really did. It was more quality over quantity, if you will. That's how it was with my mother and I. And the adventures that her and I have gone on, it's sensational one of my siblings they were trying to i don't i don't talk to them at all um but one of my siblings they they called my mom it's actually a sister of mine i was going to keep it secretive but i don't care and if somehow you're listening to the podcast um don't bother calling thanks but she she called <laughs> this is what I was told down down the grapevine, but sometimes when she talks to my mom or whatnot, she tries to make it seem like, oh my gosh, you know, we had so many good times. You know, I don't think you've ever had as much fun with your other kids than me, right? And my mom's like, No. <laughs> no, Tuesday <laughs> Tuesday was Tuesday was and is my ride or die, if you will. And so, you know, my sister didn't really, you know, 
very um very warped sense of reality if you will so now so there's one you know oh my gosh tuesday has an estranged sister i do i do we're both estranged and i uh, as if there is a god i pray that it stays that way and i know it sounds brutal but sometimes you have to cut certain people out of your life and it's never easy. I know some people go, and I just cut them out. Don't act like it didn't bother you. Of course it bothered you. Of course it bothers me. Every day it does. There are many times where I have sat there and I thought, man, what am I doing? Have I taken it too far? But then I remembered all the horrible things that she's done. To not just me, to my brother. And I sit there and I go, no, I cannot have that in my life. Unfortunately, we both went our own way. And you just got caught in the bad area. I suppose with this little tangent, I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's nothing wrong with having to move people out of your life because they just drag you down. Nothing wrong with that. There are times in life where that's your only option. Because if you continue on a different course, on a different route, you'll find out that you're the only one walking it. And that hurts. It hurts. And then you look back at your life and you go, what, what was dragging me down? What was my anchor? And you look over and you go, oh, it was that schmuck. Well, in that case, I should have just, I should have said goodbye to him a long time ago. And that's the pain, right? But I digress. My mother, you know, I she was that pillar in my life. She was that that she is. She still is. We call each other just about every day. And to see her so deep into this part of life, the supernatural, the paranormal, the uncanny, I dove into it because I wanted to be just like her. I wanted her skills, her talents. Her born talents. And unfortunately, I don't have any. <laughs> I have nothing of hers. I've had weird dreams like her. Not as common. Very rare. But I've had some of the weirdest dreams you can ever think of. But. But it was but it was mainly because of her that really got me started. And I remember I was just at the library one day. And I started looking at all these books. Ghost this. Ghost that. In, in fact, it, it was funny. I was. I was deemed the weird kid. Not in a bad way. Just people thought like, well, that's really odd. But do you know, um, do you do you remember that book? It was so controversial. What is it? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I think I think they made a movie about it not that long ago. I used to read that book as a kid. Cause I just was like, Oh my gosh, this is this is cool. And I, you know, I would read it, I would check it out of the library and whatnot. It was cool. It was so cool. Oh, I don't know. But I, I just, you know, and some people go, what is that book? And people are like, well, that's so weird. And then, like, after I return the book in the library, I see someone else with it. And I'm like, you called me weird, and now you're reading it. Admit that you like it, too. And they did. But it, it was it was odd. I was like, both sides of the coin, you know. I would read Dr. Seuss or creepy things. I loved, I love Dr. Seuss. I still do. I love that man. But, you know, I just I just thought, man, you know, that that's, 
Oh. It, you know, just being a kid, just having those thoughts of being a kid, thinking about it, even now, that I sit there and I go, man, there was such excitement. And I would, and I would wait. And Halloween, as as a kid, it was my favorite holiday. It's it still is my favorite holiday, but as a kid, there was just this magic, just this oomph, you know. Oh, it's such joy, such joy. That was, that was excitement, you know, dressing up, you know, as as the Grim Reaper or something, you know. It was, it was nice. It was nice, and I. I don't know. I don't think, I don't. I don't know if I if I ever feel that feeling again. And I guess that was, that was the awesome parts of being a kid. You know, weird being an adult. Sometimes being an adult, it's almost corrupting the memories of you being a child. If anything, the memories of us being a child should lighten the memories of us being an adult. <laughs> So, here I am reading these fictional tales or, you know, and one day I, I grabbed the book from the library and on the cover it was re like real alien encounters. And I'm like, real alien encounters? I read it and I thought, this is wicked. And then I found out about Bigfoot because I was probably... 10 or 11 when I really found out about Bigfoot in the P&G film. Peterson. Peterson and Gimlin. Peterson and Gimlin film. There there it is. There's the name. Well, actually, I think I got it wrong. But, you know, I found out, I found out about that and I thought, no way. And I looked it up and sure enough, there it was. And I was just oh, stunned. So I moved on from there. Ever since then, anywhere I go, <laughs> I would talk to kids my age. I'd be like, D did you guys know about this, this, and this? You know, <laughs> getting that excitement going, you know, getting that, getting that moving. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, some people would, some of these kids would be like, what? No, man, you're weird. And, and other kids would be like, no, but that sounds cool. And we'd talk about it, you know. Till the cows came home. Oh, and Goosebumps. I also read Goosebumps. I'm sorry. That one just came out of nowhere. But I also read a lot of Goosebumps. A lot of Goosebumps. And, um, yeah. And because of that, we kind of had some weird experiences as kids. I never had, like, experiences like Stranger Things, even though I wish I did. You know, just a bunch of us kids riding bikes to the neighborhood and, you know, a lot of woods. We didn't have a lot of woods in Miami. You know, we just had... <laughs> lot of a uh, lo lot of residential areas and that's all we did so we didn't have woods we didn't do anything crazy we couldn't even we could barely go down the street with our parents without our parents yelling at us um oh man good times but when i became uh 13 i believe 13 around there i was playing a video game and I came across uh, a kid about my age, and we started playing the video game, and we would battle each other in this video game. And sure enough, that friendship grew, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew. 
and we got to know each other really well. And it turns out that he has the same hobbies as me. Um, and his mother is just as sensitive to certain things like mine. And we became really good friends. And that person is Wednesday. The one I had on episode three as, as a guest. We've known each other since we were 12, 13. He refers to us as squeakers because of uh, it was pre-puberty. <laughs> but he was, he was essentially what kept me in the loop. Because around that time, you know, it's really hard when you're the only one um, deep diving into the paranormal realm with, you know, when you're all alone, with nothing, with no one. But he, he was there, you know, he was my age, he, he had all the same interests as me. Only problem is that he lived states away, Florida to Missouri, that's, that's quite the distance. South Florida at that, I'm, I'm not at the north part of Florida, no, I'm deep in the south of Florida. And so... It was because of him that, that we actually really started to to just help each other stay in the genre. And it's still to this day, it's still occurring even to, to this day, where we would text each other from time to time going, dude, did you hear about this new cryptid? Oh, hey, did you hear about this story that happened in, I don't know, in Chile, where this house is haunted beyond belief? He was actually, um, when we were kids, I don't know if he even remembers this, but when we were kids, we actually talked about having like our own show talking about ghosts and things. And I, I, we didn't know anything about podcasts then. We just met like, you know, on the travel network, you know, kind of like ghost adventures, but real. I know some people are going to get mad at me for that. I don't know. Ghost adventures is a little, I loved it as a kid. I adored it. But, you know, there was a lot of moments where I thought, wow. But now looking at it as an adult, I don't know. I'm not too sure about that. Who knows? Hey, if Zach Bagans is is willing to prove me wrong, <laughs> uh, then we should do a thing together. Oh, that'd be so cool, right? <laughs> Someone reach out to him and let him know. <laughs> Can you imagine that? In like two months, <laughs> I do this thing with Zach Bagans. That'd be actually pretty cool. But I will admit, he has this really cool mu museum that I think is really neat. And I don't know how you can fake a museum like that, but I don't know why you would. But whatever. Um, but yeah, no. And we just, you know, we talked about doing all that. And we talked about, you know. And essentially what this is, is this podcast is me gripping onto the last bits of childhood, you know. And the podcast really became fruitful when I was talking to uh, an old, an ex-friend of mine. I I say ex because, you know, we don't talk to each other anymore. Uh, he doesn't reach out to me like how he used to. But, he, you know, he was supposed to be the co-host, not Wednesday. Wednesday was doing his own thing. It still kind of is, but, you know, but, you know, he, this this guy I knew, he was, I don't want to say his name, you know. I used to call him T-City, so I'll call him T-City. But, you know, I would sit there and go, T-City. 
and we will talk and we will have conversations. And I thought, dude, what, what if we had a podcast? Because he would take me to certain spots in Utah. And, and, and we'd drive a while to go to these spots and look at certain things. And we thought, oh, man, this is so cool. And we thought, you know, it'd be really neat if we had some sort of show. And so we were going to do that. We were going to do the uh, this podcast together. We didn't have the name yet. I actually mentioned the title Conversations at Midnight um, long before before he stopped talking to me, or I guess we stopped talking to each other. But we never really agreed on the name, and once he kind of like stepped out of the picture, I thought, well, then I'm going to go through with it. But I, But then I reverted back to Wednesday. And I thought about, you know, the things that we told each other as kids and all that about having a show. And, you know, it was, then around that time was a really dark time in my life. Not, I'm not getting sappy. I'm just, I'm just being as transparent as I can be. It was a dark time in my life. I just quit my job at at the treatment center. You know, I used to work at a treatment center. So I just quit my job then. And I was, I was kind of drifting, you know, I was floating through life, you know, and I just... I didn't know I didn't know where to go or think about what and you know life life got hard for me and I remember I was watching some video on YouTube or something and it was like this motivational thing I wasn't trying to motivate myself I just saw it and I thought hey I'd watch it I think it was something with Alan Watts I I really in, enjoy hearing him speak but he was saying something about maybe childlike wonder I think it was him that was talking about it I'm not sure but you're talking about childlike thoughts and wonder and how sometimes the best plan is when you had as a child. And I thought, hmm. So I reverted back to that thought of me on Wednesday. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Because my childhood self was so confident, so passionate about it. I, can't let, I cannot let go of that pipe dream. At least not without trying. And so essentially, you know, it's all these experiences that I've had, you know, and of course that includes some of the ones that I've already said, like the um, apartment where overnight it essentially traveled 80 years in the future, (laughs) you know what I mean? And now it's destroyed, you know, and, or like it aged 80 years, you know, and it's just, it's odd. But, you know, all these experiences in my life, I thought, you know, surely, surely, I can do this and I'm going to do it because let's say it fails, right? Then at least I say I tried. I know some people go, well, that's, you know, of course you say, you tr- no, no, no. It's not just to say I did it, but it's so myself 30 years from now, I can sit there and go, you know what? It failed, but at least I did it because I rather tell myself when I'm an old man, you tried and it failed than me going, oh, I, I should have done it. I never gave myself that chance. And so now, you know, now I can genuinely say with a pure heart, hey, I'm going to I'm giving it a good shot. And if it and if it's enough to sustain me to sustain me financially, then you know, it, it it's going to be my goals for the show is to become more intense, more, you know, obviously not intense to the point where I uh to the point where I'm totally different. No. No, it's still going to be me and it's still going to be how I talk like this and all that. But it's going to be more intense in the sense of production. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna really give it my all. I I won't lie. I'm I'm not giving this show a hundred percent. Not because I don't want to necessarily. It's just I don't have the resources to give it a hundred percent yet. I I might be able to put myself in a position where I can actually sustain it uh, a great deal. So, I mean, yeah. But I started the podcast, you know, and I just, you know, I rev- and it's second nature to me just talking about this stuff because I've done it for so many years that I can sit there and talk about all these things. Mothman, you know, uh, the Flatwoods monster, the Grafton monster, Bigfoot, Skunk Man, you know, different stories I've heard on Art Bell. And, oh man, what a great, in, what a great way to start that segue. Art Bell. I, I, I discovered him in 2013. I think I listened to his show and he was live probably about twice, maybe three times. And that's when he was on a Midnight in the Desert. I believe it was around this time he was on Midnight in the Desert. And my f- friend's mom had Sirius XM uh, in her car. She was paying the subscription fee for it. And so I thought, hmm, <laughs> let me listen to this guy, Art Bell, you know. So I, I actually, at one point, she left the car to go get groceries. And I was sitting with my friend in the car. And I changed to his channel for a second. And he was actually on. We were out late. And I just thought, what? And if for, for anyone who's listening to this, in Miami, I was in, I was in uh, Sunny Isles. I was in Sunny Isles, and she stopped the car to go into a gas station. So we were, we were at a at a gas station in Sunny Isles. Um, it was like a Chevron or something like that, right right on the corner. And it was underneath a um, a ramp that you get off off of the highway with. So it kind of sat under this like bridge-like ramp. So if you if you know that area, that's that's where I was in 2013. But I sat there and you know, I flipped over and I heard him talk a little bit and I was like, "Ooh." And then she was coming back, so I I turned it off and went to a different show. But you know, so I heard him twice and the whole time I knew of his existence, I knew that he lived and I would listen to his pre-recorded stuff. And then, of course, 2018, he passed on and it hurt. But I, I, I can't express this to you. I've never met the man, unfortunately. I never met him. But, man, he did so much for me. It, like it, it makes sense now. When you listen to, or if you look at stories of comedians or whatnot, and they and and they honor the ones who have passed on before them, like when when Norm Macdonald died, I love Norm Macdonald. Oh, I loved him, probably just as much as I loved Art Bell. That's not even a joke. I loved Norm Macdonald, and when he passed away, I felt it really bad. And. Wait, but it was interesting. After he passed, you have all these comedians going, well, hey, let me tell you something about Norm. He inspired me to keep doing this. And when they talked about it, you know, I was like, okay. But looking at how art paved the way for this type of genre, 
for this type of work, for this type of entertainment. And just seeing that he was able to do it better than anybody. That was inspiration. And now now I really know what that feels like. You know, I, I, I know some people go, you really, you never felt inspiration? No, of course I felt inspiration before. But this is a different kind of inspiration. It's this weird safety net that exists now because of him, you know. And if I could do that for anybody else, that'd be great. But for now, you know, I'm small. I don't have much to me. I, I, I don't have a name yet. I will one day. But, you know, you you got you to gotta crawl before you can walk, you know. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to inch my way into learning how to get bigger and bigger. And I'm and once once I once I hit that pocket, once I hit that area where it's self-sustaining financially, oh, I'll take off. But the way that he was able to to talk, the cadence of his voice, the way he had it, the way the charm you know, the it factor. It, it's true inspiration. It really is. And I wish, ugh, I wish he were still around so I can tell him thank you. I wish he were still around so I could just, so I can call into his show and tell him a really creepy story. <laughs> you know, I have one story that I was told by my father that I oh I wish I could share it with him. I think I think it would have gave him the chills. But oh well. But no. I I you know, I just I just heard so much in my life. I, I've experienced so much in my life. I've seen it, I've heard it, I've acknowledged it to the point where I I, I can't help but not look away. You know, it's one of those things that once you see it it can't be unseen. And I think I've I think I've actually said that in the past, but you know I just I have to. I have to keep examining this. I have to keep looking at this, and I don't care if you believe me or not. Like I I I I don't care if it's like you you didn't see a ghost. I don't care if you think that or not. I know what I saw. I'm not hallucinating. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm telling you, I know what I saw. And each time a weird experience happens, I just, I go, ooh. <sighs> one day, one day I'm going to start doing all these ghost hunts. All these supernatural investigations. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go hard in the paint. I really am. I'm going to just focus on my, on that so much. And hopefully soon, hopefully I, hopefully I can get myself there, you know. And hopefully in the future. And I, I... I don't like the idea of this, but I know being from the position of, of a fan of somebody, someone who thoroughly enjoys content, especially when it comes to entertainment, um, I thoroughly, I, I understand, excuse me for my pauses, I understand um, that some people like the idea of donations. I don't, I don't want to do that, but if it, I guess if there's a certain uh, amount of requests for it, like, hey, let me help 
fund the podcast, let me make a donation to Conversations at Midnight. Um, I would like that. If that gets to the point where I get so many of those requests, then I, then I'll probably start a Patreon, because to me that makes the most sense. Because if you're doing all that, surely I have to give back to you. You know, there has to be some sort of um, umph, you know. And so, you know, I, I have to do something for the people, for you guys who want to help. I can't just accept it. I, I don't think my brain would allow it, but. <clears throat> I just, I have to, I, you know, I have to give back to you. But anyway, back to the creepy. I, um, I talked about having these dreams, right? I talked about having dreams with my mom. And this is another thing that really kept me into the sauce. Into the creepy spookiness. That is, um, that is what I experience. I'll tell you one dream that I've had. And it sends chills down my spine from time to time whenever I think about it. Probably about a year and a half ago, I went camping in my bus, in my old hippie bus. For those of you who don't know, in case this is your first episode listening to me, um, I have an old hippie bus. It's a 1971 Volkswagen Transporter, but it's just a hippie bus. And I, um, I went camping with it, and I love going camping in that thing. It's oh, it's the best. But I went camping in it. I, I, I took it up a canyon and I found this camping spot that I had. Like I, I parked my, I, I was able to park the bus like three feet away from the campfire. I know some people were like, isn't that dangerous? It, it, it wasn't that big of a fire. It was just a little small thing and whatnot. But we, we had that campfire. I say we because I wasn't alone. It was me. And two other friends. And we, uh, three other friends, I'm sorry. And we, we had a great night. We talked, we laughed, we had a good time, listened to music, listened to shows. And we, um, we all went to bed. And so what I do whenever I go camping in it is I take the middle bench out. I remove the bolts out of it. And then I put the bench on the side of the bus so it acts as a seat. So you can sit right next to the fire. And then I have this big old open space in the bus that I lay down in and I convert into a bed. And this night in particular, we put out the fire. So, you know, it was really dark. There was no moon. And we all crashed. And I actually had trouble sleeping. I was struggling to go to sleep, which is rare because whenever I go camping, I can pretty much knock out. Because that's when I, I feel like I'm in my domain. I love camping. A great passion of mine. But I could, I could not sleep for the life of me. And I think I was the only one awake. So I just started listening to, of course, Art Bell. And uh, I listened to it on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, you can actually set a timer for podcasts. And so I put it for like 30 minutes. So I assumed because I was going to crash. I think 20 minutes went by and then I crashed. But I didn't, it was this weird feeling that like I blinked and then I opened my eyes. So I assumed I was still awake and I, and I was sitting there laying on my back and then I saw this light, like a flashlight, the light from a flashlight flip on. And I thought, oh my goodness, there's someone here. 
So I, I got scared a little bit, you know, because I, I, I don't have any protection on me. Then I don't. Now I do. I actually own a gun now. And I um, I sat there and I thought, oh my goodness, there's someone here. So I kind of like got on my knees and I looked over and I didn't see anything. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's odd. So then I lay back down on the floor of the bus, you know, on all the blankets and stuff. And then, boom, this person runs at the sliding door of the bus, shoves it all the way open as far as he could, and he looked manic. He had these eyes, like, wide open, this weird grin on his face. And I heard someone yell, stop! And then, and then I woke up. Oh, pitch black out there. You you could hear people snoring. I I look over and you could see the light, the embers left of the fire. Like we put it out, but it still had the bright red coals from when the fire was roaring. And I looked and everyone was still asleep. And I thought to myself, whoa, what the heck was that? But man, that face. I still I still remember his face. But his weird dreams like that that I have. My mom doesn't have dreams like those, but you know, it's but it leaves me with these feelings, you know, that like I I can't shake off. I just can't and 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 I don't understand it. You know. I'll tell you another one. I was uh I was probably this was probably about a year and a half ago as well. Wow. wow, I just realized that. Yeah, they're both about a year and a half ago, around the same time too. Well, I was um, I was sleeping, and I uh, I had a friend sleepover, and she she and I sleep on the same bed whenever she she sleeps over. We don't do anything, you sickos. You know, we just sleep in the same bed. You know. I actually heard that that's actually quite common outside of America. Like, if it's just like, yeah, no, we slept in the same bed, so what? You know, like, it's not out of the norm. But yeah, no, so she so she slept in the same bed as me. And she went to sleep fast. And I was on my phone looking at videos, laughing, joking, you know. And I went to sleep. And I knew that I was having this dream. I couldn't I couldn't explain it. But you know, I was I was laying down and I heard this knocking on this on on the window next to my bed. And in this dream state, I stood up, I walked over, I moved the curtain, and there was this beautiful blonde girl woman, but you know, she was young. She was a kid, you know, she's like twenty. At least that's what she looked like to me. But she was crouched on the other side of the window, looking at me. And her head was bleeding from from the side of her, like it was rolling down her 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 cheek, her left cheek. I actually still remember the side that it was on. It was her left cheek, and she was staring at me. And she it wasn't anything creepy. She didn't say like you're gonna die. No, no, but it was like we just stared at each other, and she gave me this look of like you can see me, you know, and we just stared. And in my dream, I, I looked over at my friend and I said, hey, 
hey, I need you to listen to me right now. And I'm like, are, are you awake? And it was quiet. And I'm like, well, listen, if you can hear me, there's a blonde girl at this window looking at me. And she has blood coming down her head. And when I said that, her eyes like opened up wider. Like the girl at, at the window, her eyes opened up wider. And it was like confirmation that, yeah, no, I'm staring straight at you. And she was like, you know, like she wanted to tell me something. And before she could say it, I was woken up. I was being uh, shook. So I woke up, I looked over and it was my friend going, are you okay? And I'm like, what? What? And I look at her and I say, yeah, why? She says, well, um, you just told me that there is a blonde girl at the window staring at you. And I said, wait, wait, how do you know that? And she goes, because you just said it. I go, no, that was in my dream. She goes, no, you, you actually tapped me on my back and said, hey, there's, there's a blonde girl at the window bleeding. And I, I thought, there's no way I, I, I said that clearly out loud. And and she said it wasn't sleep talking. Like, it wasn't like normal, like, yeah, no, um, yeah. No, it was like clear, I'm telling you what I'm seeing. And so that was also really weird for me. But And, and also, I could never um, shake off the expression on that girl's face. You know? It, and it, I don't, I don't know what you want to call that. I don't know if that's a dream. I don't know if, if, if I, if I was astral projecting, you know, I'm not entirely sure what that was, but I, I looked at a, at a girl and you could tell she was dead. You know, I, I don't know how I just knew, but you know, I looked at her. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like a fever dream. I don't know what the heck it was, but you know, that's something that I saw, you know, and it's very similar to my mother. So, you know, of course it's experience like that. Experiences, excuse me, experiences like that that's going to keep me going, you know. It's things like that that have always interested me. And the fact that I'm experiencing, experiencing, wow, I'm slipping on that one. Experiencing things like that, of course it's going to keep me going. Why wouldn't it, you know? And then, of course, like I said in the very beginning of the of the podcast as an entity, I talked about being an outlet for people to, to talk about this with. So not only am I am I being able to to talk about something that I enjoy, but I, I can also do it for more of a deeper, meaningful purpose. That I can be that outlet for people who really want to talk about it, but they can't, you know. Which brings me to something that I actually um, I've dabbled in the past, and I but I think I'm really gonna do it. I really think I am. If anybody's familiar with the program called discord um i think i'm gonna make one technically i already have one made but like i'm not doing anything with it but i think i'm really gonna dive deep into it and i think i'm gonna make a discord and i think that's where we can have one-on-one -on -one talks very similar to art bell's ghost to ghost where people called in so i think what i'm gonna do is my open lines quote-unquote open lines are gonna be for people who want to share the stories with me and they sit in a chat room 
alone and then I join it and it's a one-on-one and then we talk, you know, we go back and forth, you know, and I think, I think I'm going to do something like that. I think I'm going to delve into that. Uh, so hopefully that'll be, that'll be cool. But I, so I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to find a way for all of us to, or for you guys to, to contact me, voice chat or something. But of course for now, uh, and what a perfect way to pitch it for now, you, you can email me a story or fan mail. Um, I, I, I don't know if, I don't remember if I clarified that an hour ago, but once again, um, if I did once again, it's not just for creepy stories. If you want to write me mail, very similar to Zed's, please do so. Go ahead and write me again. You know, let, let me know. Tell me things. I'm willing to listen. But, of course, write me stories. Write me things. Write me creepy stories. I will, I will read them on the podcast. And depending on how much mail I start to receive, I will indeed end up... Um, I will probably have an episode strictly dedicated to my fan mail and the, and the stories I receive from you. Um, and I, I'll, I'll probably have multiple shows focusing on my mail. And then if you send me a piece of mail that I feel like, oh, hey, this will go really well for this topic I have planned, I will throw you in as one of my stories that I, that I, that I will read on Conversations at Midnight. So, and if you haven't noticed, the show, and this is something else that I meant by structure, or like not giving it my 100%, is there's a certain structure that I'm missing. And if I can get calls in, that would be great, because then I could break it up by hours. First hour, I might read stories, or I might do something. Then the last hour, or the, or the second half, then I might just do calls and things like that. Or I talk about normal things the first hour. Talk about the topic a little bit. And then the last hour I'll read mail. Of things related to that topic. You know. So. Anyway. uh, If you want to contact me. If you want to write that email. Please do so. At stories at midnight. At yahoo.com. If uh, for now. For business inquiries as well. If there's any sponsorships out there. You can also send that to stories at midnight as well. Uh, I'll be sure to look through it all. Uh, but yeah, so for any business inquiries as well, stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> there's that little pitch. Once again, stories at midnight, stories at midnight at yahoo.com. You can be just like Zed and you can write me mail. So I am. Um, I don't want to keep talking about this for too long. And it's the top of the hour. So I hope I I gave more of an insight about me. Um, It may not be entirely clear. (laughs) Because I don't want to be that clear. You know, I don't... If that's the case, then sure. If it's confusing, then I'm sorry. But, you know... um, But once again, you know, I've, I've gone through... And there's more I, you know, I have gone through. But for now, I guess I was just focusing a lot on my mom. You know, her abilities and things like that to, to have such a, a, a thin veil, if you will. Um, 
her experiences with people and things like that. Actually, before I go, she actually told me a story about Red. I don't know if you guys remember Red. I was talking about um, the RV hideaway when I used to live in a RV park. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of a beverage really quick. Oh, man. Excuse me. Oh, man, Dr. Pepper is so good. To all my Texans out there, oof, that Dr. Pepper hit. Um, I um. Oh, also, little side note: I I may set up a PO box as well, depending on how good the um, depending on how good the podcast does. I might set up a PO box and we can do some mail or something, you know. Anyway, um, red. When I was talking about the the. RV story, I talked about a gentleman named Red, and um, how I was, I, how I, I was there when Red was, when that, when Red passed away, I, and I say I was there, I, I didn't see him die, but I saw when, when the ambulance came and everything, and then they hauled him away in the ambulance, um, I was there for all that, and it was painful. And anyway, I was the one who ended up calling my mom to tell her uh, the bad news. And so she ended up, you know, being really hurt about that and stuff. Well, my mom at that same RV park, she ended up doing a commission job. She ended up doing something for the RV park involving painting and stuff. My mom's really good at that. She's a Jill of all trades. So she was doing um, some artwork and she had all these different paints, blues, greens, reds yellows, things like that. And she said that she was she was working out in the back and she had, you know, all these colors in a square. And in the middle of the square is red. The cans are all the same height, things like that. The cart's not moving. It's at a complete standstill. And my mom says she was painting the fence. She was doing artwork on a fence, and she was painting the fence, and she hears this pop like this big old commotion, and she looks over, and she says she sees red paint everywhere, and she's like, what? How did that happen? And she starts looking around, looking around, and every other paint can is securely inside the cart, and she looks over, and then in the crowd of paint cans is this empty hole, like a perfect slot for another paint can to fill in. And it was in the middle of all the cans. And it was the red paint. My, and my mom goes, really? Out of all the colors, red. Red is the one that comes out. So that's a cute little short story that my mom told me um, about red. Which I, I was also wrong about red. Red did have red hair. <laughs> he was he was a red-headed, curly Puerto Rican. And that was red. So, um, I don't know his first name. I, for some reason, remember his last name, but anyway, so I, uh, I want to thank you guys. Um, if, if you like any of my ideas as well, any things that I, like anything that I have that I have been talking about, uh, email me, tell me if, if you think that that's much better to set up like a like a discord or some sort of chat room or something. I, I, I'm also going to, I think I'm going to 
I can't even talk right now. I'm thinking about doing <laughs> a subreddit for conversations at midnight as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure entirely how I'm going to go about it, but I, you know, I want to progress more uh, in the sense of social media. So, but of course, it is eight minutes past the hour. And I want to thank you for hearing me speak <laughs> uncut, uh, unedited. And so uh, here's a little bit about me. So thank you. And to wrap it up, once again, if you want to email me, I'll read some. St- I'll read your emails on the podcast, just like I, how I did Zed. Um, listen, uh, listen to me now. The email is stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Stories, S-T-O-R. I-E-S-A-T-M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T at yahoo.com. So please make sure to write me, and I will answer you. Uh, I haven't answered Zed yet. I will respond, Zed, I promise. Um, But I will try to answer you, and I will definitely read. I will read your emails on the podcast. Unless it's private, then just tell me, don't read it. But, yeah. And, uh, sorry for the late upload. Once again, I just I just didn't feel like that that, that that topic would be good enough. Hopefully next week, it's the perfect time. So, but, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you all. Uh, so with, uh, without a further ado, this has been Conversations at Midnight. Coming to you from the great, great United States, from the southwest state of Utah. This has been your host, Tuesday. Thank you all so much, and have a great night.